Today on Across the Cavs, Jacob Rupp and Noah Reynolds from the Chicken and the Nuggets podcast will join me. They like chicken, they like the Denver Nuggets, they're from Colorado. A perfect combination. We're talking Denver Nuggets, we're talking Cleveland Cavaliers, we're talking everything, both teams. This is a crossover episode brought to you by DraftKings, only on the Basketball Podcast Network. Round two is no joke. This is where we separate the pretenders from contenders. Get some skin in the game with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. They are offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes each day. And the best part is, it's free-to-play. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPM when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Ladies and gentlemen, that is correct. You are listening to Across the Cavs, brought to you by DraftKings on the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Zach Weiss. You've heard my voice a billion times, which is why we're cutting the intro short and going right to the chase. We're cutting right there. We've got Jacob Rupp and Noah Reynolds. They are two stand-up guys, literally and figuratively. They are Denver Nuggets fans. They like chicken of all kinds. They like the Denver Nuggets, as mentioned in the intro. And today, we're bringing them on to do our first official crossover into Nuggetland. Guys, it is a pleasure to welcome you both on. Yo, thanks for having us, Zach. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Nuggetland. Uh, chicken everywhere. Uh, Polynesian sauce everywhere, weirdly <laughs> enough. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, we're, we're just happy to be here. What do you think, Noah? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm excited. Officially, this podcast is called Across the Chicken uh, or something. Or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Across and the road. It, yeah, I mean, I'm putting the two ni- titles together, so I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I got you here. Hey, why yeah, did the no, chicken it's... cross the road to get? Oh, to the okay. Cow? Yes, I didn't get that one. Boom. That one was good. All right, boom. <laughs> We're at it. We're going it. Yeah, so uh, Jacob, we'll start with you and then Noah, and then we'll talk about, you know, what we're going to get to today, but a little about yourself, about your show, and about who you are when you're not on the mic. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, me and Noah are both stand-up comedians based in Denver, Colorado. Uh, We started this podcast, Chicken and the Nuggets, where we eat chicken and talk about the Denver Nuggets. We pick one place uh, per episode, so if you even if you if you hate the Nuggets and you just like the Cavs, you can come listen to the first half. It's uh, all about chicken, and then you can just you know turn it off for the Nuggets. And if if you just like Nuggets but you hate chicken, you can listen to the second half. And uh, if you don't like either, you you can um, you know go uh, watch Mayor of Easttown or whatever. But um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we we're we're local comedians. We started this kind of in the pandemic. Uh, as part of a way to keep on doing jokes uh, without going out and doing jokes, which was impossible for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. So uh, what do you think? No, what, what do you about yourself? <laughs> um, 
I actually am the exact same person as Jacob, so I don't have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like, um, yeah, I don't know. We're stand-ups. We both have a show tonight, so if you're in the Denver metropolitan area, <laughs> definitely come to that. Um, I am very much into basketball, but I also love, I like books and the news and politics. Um, and <laughs> sometimes I like walks. Um, with that so, covid made yeah. walks the best form of exercise and you couldn't you couldn't hoop with anybody you couldn't kick a soccer ball you couldn't even throw a frisbee from 20 feet away it's gonna touch both your hands i respect yeah. that yeah i know man um so that's basically me in a nutshell and, and i like that you know i don't i barely talk about my personal side on here but i will say that i read a lot not sports books i read mostly fiction in the last Let's see, 17 months, I've logged 100 books. I'm really happy for myself for being able to do that. At 65 last year, I read my 35th of this year, finished it after the NBA ended last night. Damn, hell yeah. And, you know, it's Heck just, yeah, it, yeah you, need, you need other things. Like, I'm staring at the screen almost all day. You know, whether or not I'm calling a game or I'm writing a, a bunch of articles or I'm watching the NBA all night, I think reading's become a great avenue. And I'm sure for you as well, maybe you've read as I've been reading for about five years and then in my childhood, but I think it's great because it gets your eyes off screens. It gives that a break. And I think it's just something to kind of zone out of everything. When you got the physical book, right? You find your place inside or outside. You just get lost in the words. For sure. I love yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. You guys bring that up because I can't read, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, I'm looking to get into that someday. How are you gonna take a try? You gonna just try? You gonna travel if you're not driving? What are you gonna do for six, seven, eight hours, man? You pull out the book, it's perfect. And then you bring three in case you speed read by accident. I don't. I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not that crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's ask you, Zach. Uh, do you have any favorite chicken place you like, or any type of chicken that's oh. like a particular uh, standout to you? Mm. Yeah, that is a great question. I'm glad you asked. So I don't. I don't go out of my way to get chicken, but here's what I do do. And whenever mm. I'm at a game. And I guess it's, this isn't a plug because I'm not going to plug uh, ballpark chicken tenders, but that's what I get, you know? I mean, I have a rating yeah. system. I've had them at concert venues. I've had them at a bunch of different games. I had them at the old college late night spot. But I will say this, they didn't have them for the playoffs and I'm really bummed out. And then we'll get into our, our content. But Barclays Center probably has the best chicken tenders, I think, of anywhere I've had them. Beats TD Garden. Beats Red Bull Arena. We'll also be next week watching some nice soccer. Yeah, it's uh, your soccer fan. Not a big one, actually. I'm an international uh, soccer <laughs> fan. <laughs> My friend texted me last week. I haven't seen him since before the pandemic, and he's asked me if I wanted to go, go catch some soccer. So I'll be watching uh, NYCFC versus the Red Bulls, which I know is a great rivalry. Be my third nice. game in person. But sorry, we're not going to talk soccer. But I do. I, I no. do get the gist that you like your soccer as well. Well, that's okay. <laughs> okay, another time. But yeah, that's only Noah. That's only Noah. <laughs> here's where we start. We got Portland and Denver playing in Game Six coming up in about an hour. And to anyone listening after the fact, we'll have predictions for you as well. And then we'll finish up talking about the Cavs. We're starting with the Nuggets. And but before we even get there to the game itself. The Nuggets color commentator, the right-hand man of a fantastic Christopher Marlowe. His name is Scott Allen Hastings. He is now 61 years old. And, guys, I've been listening to plenty of Nuggets broadcasts over the years. I think Scott yeah. does a tremendous job on color. Scott Hastings is my favorite commentator probably ever. And it, it's funny, like, 
it's 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 cool to hear you enjoy him because I think he might be one of the most biased commentators ever. But uh, <laughs> I think it's really hilarious, and uh, I've been using some of his slang sometimes in my own life. Like if something bad happens to me, I'm like, oh, there's a mislayup on one end, three on the other. You know, like I, <laughs> you can kind of feel that uh, <laughs> happening in your life. So I love Scott Hastings, and in honor of him, I'm probably probably gonna get uh pretty uh pretty drunk tonight so <laughs> hey okay i uh yeah i echo all of the, i echo all of that there's something about that that southern charm that he's got to him <laughs> i don't know if kansas is considered the south he went to arkansas though so that's definitely the south yep. but yeah he's um you know he's he, he's a homer which is always great we love that he doesn't like to compliment the other team which is always great yeah. um and uh, um you know yeah and he get and he sounds drunk and he's he'll get drunk on the um daytime radio which is also great um and um yeah he's just he's one of those guys that you treasure and what's a sad i don't know how familiar you are with the tv situation in denver but there's been a blackout for the the altitude games, which are the t- the TV that broadcasts the game. So we haven't oh, actually no. been able to watch a lot of these guys um, most of the year. So like we've been missing our Scott Hastings and our um, our Mar uh, our Mahler, Chris Marlowe this year um, a ton, a lot more than we would have normally. But yeah, he's they're both the best. Yeah, they do a great job. And being a Cavs guy, listening for so many years, I know all about the bias. RIP Fred McLeod, about as homer as it gets while being incredible. And I know uh, to our Hawks podcast within the network, Bob Rathbun, extremely biased, but a terrific commentator. And Austin Carr, I mean, talk about great sayings from a color guy. He's got plenty. And just <laughs> he, he doesn't say anything about the other team. And, uh, you know, I think that's how it's got to be when – Especially when you get to the playoffs, if you're praising the other team and it's not a buzzer beater win, then you should probably get fired. You should find someone to keep someone agreeing with your bias. But, you know, Hastings does a great job. He finished his career with Denver, and and it's funny. You look at announcers across the board, and most color guys were players, probably about 97% of male color commentators were players. I don't know. I don't think Sarah Kustak, who's with the Nets, played in the WNBA. I'll have to double check on that. Probably one of the best. Which, which every team could get uh, fans would get to hear her, but Hastings finished his career in Denver by playing two seasons. Not all color guys actually have relevant careers with the teams they become announcers for. He probably made a good impression in those years and then became a commentator, just like many others. You know, Greg Kelser with Detroit was not a big name player, but was a decent player. He's there. We can go across the board and do that, but we're not going to. All right, guys. So. We know you got a show tonight. You're getting drunk tonight. But before that happens, there is a game six. It is a very exciting game six, not only because JaVale McGee might play two seconds like he did in game five, but yep, yep. inbound pass. He's got a fucking inbound pass at some point. Yeah. And the best part about this game is that, well, Dane just dropped 55, but the Nuggets were without Jamal Murray can win and move on, which I think given all the circumstances, everything that's happened to them throughout the year, another lost season for Gary Harris and then got traded. They brought in Aaron Gordon after losing Jeremy Grant. They got his replacement. Paul Millsap playing 20% of the minutes he did last year, but their one went away. And I think this could be a big night. Yeah, I'm very excited for this game. You know, um, at, at this current core of the Denver Nuggets with you, 
Jokic and Malone, uh, they've never won a series in not seven games. So this is a cool opportunity for them to actually close out uh, a series before seven. So I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly confident, even though they've never done it uh, <laughs> before, uh, just because like you said, Dame did uh, is, is playing really well, but I think Nuggets are kind of going to let him do his thing again and make sure everyone else doesn't do anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's really interesting without Jamal, you know, um, Jamal's not exactly an impact offender. So now these, uh, backup guards that the Nuggets are utilizing are weirdly more defensive, even though that doesn't matter against Lillard at all. So, uh, it's gonna, it's still an interesting matchup. Uh, yeah, I still lean towards, uh, Nuggets probably going to seven games just because they're like messy and like the drama. But um, yeah, that's kind of uh, I'm I'm pulling for them to kind of just uh, uh, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, no. What do you think? It's gonna be. Cool um, game. Yeah, I mean, I I if there's anything um, that last game told us, I have zero confidence. Um, so I, <laughs> I and oh, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm kidding. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go in though, do you not have confidence in your team, or do you not have confidence that Dame is gonna miss? Yeah, that's right. Correct. Both. And I just don't, um, I just don't know. I, it's, I mean, we, I mean, Jacob and I just did a, po- uh, just did a podcast and it's just all the same things. And it's like, you know, um, CJ, if CJ scored any amount of points um, that he should have in that game, um, in that game five, like we probably would have lost. I just can't, I just can't watch another close Portland Denver game. And um I just I don't know. I they it has to be one more. I guess the Nuggets could probably pull it out, but I don't have um you know, it's going <laughs> to that just means that, you know, Shaq um and Marcus Howard and people like that are going to have to put in some clutch shots again and um I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, and also is, in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, this is just us being negative Nuggets fans too, right. mostly because yeah. we just know that the Nuggets are weird and they they don't even and they play so much better when their backs are super against the wall. Not even like a little bit against the wall. The three one boys. <laughs> they, the, yeah, the three one boys. And uh, it, it's funny, like after Jamal uh, left, uh, he was such an integral part to that. So now they're even reinventing themselves over again, you know, and it, and it all starts with Jokic. Uh, I think um, even if. Uh, even just pushing this series this much <laughs> to seven, at least, uh, that Jokic is just uh, clearly um, carrying this team in like pretty much all aspects across the board, and it's crazy. Yeah, that that man is something else. He's the same age as myself, twenty five, and yet yeah. he's averaging thirty two and eleven. The four assists mean nothing because you got Morris and Faku both averaging better than five, and you know. One guy that I think has been tremendous, and here's another uh, name note for you. If you want to be chicken, you know, chicken and the nuggets, you could be negative nuggets for bad days. That's your alliteration title that you just gave me an idea to pass back to you. Um, but Austin Rivers, he's only averaging 12, two and three, he's shooting 48%, only eight shots a game, mostly from three. He's hit some big ones. He hit that one in the second overtime in that game five. He had 21 in the fourth after basically and i guarantee half the nba fans or quote unquote fans had no clue rivers was back in the league they probably thought he was still on the Knicks bench wondering why he wasn't with them came through delivered in a big way how 
much have you enjoyed watching his resurgence now? He's still only 28. We knew he was good with his early season results with the Knicks before Tibbs kind of benched him. But are you surprised? Are you loving it? Do you wish other guys would get his minutes? Maybe you feel different as a fan? No, uh, I'm totally surprised, but it is it is an amazing, like, weird storyline that, like, wasn't even close to the Nuggets at all. And, like, when the Nuggets signed him, I was, like, at probably a zero <laughs> of excitement, you know? Yep. And then uh, he and then he had a couple great games. He's, he's, he knows his role, I think, more than he's ever had in any other team, it seems like. And I don't know if you've heard uh, some post-game – I don't know. It's so niche. I, some post-game uh, interviews with Austin Rivers, he's, like, doing motivational speaking about, yeah. like, how, <laughs> like, down in the dumps he was uh, uh, being – like at home for a couple months after the Knicks thing. And uh, he went off against the Knicks too. So he, they really, I think yeah. he, he really didn't enjoy his time there at all or something happened there, but uh, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and yeah, it's just such a, a weird thing. And sometimes you just need those guys who are like irrationally confident, yeah. uh, especially in the playoffs. And it, uh, it, it also helps with Jokic with so much attention. He it's pretty much, uh, gonna get his spots no matter what he where he goes. I yeah, again I echo everything that Jacob says, but it's like one of the things that I enjoy about this Nuggets team so much is it's a team of um, guys with chip on the shoulders, which I think is sort of become overused at this point. Like you know, for some reason KD thinks he has a chip on his shoulder, and you know, so does Kyrie <laughs> and James Harden. None of those guys have chips on their shoulders. They're all, uh, you know, uh, they're all historic, legendary players. But like the Nuggets do, you know, Jokic <clears throat> was drafted forty whatever second, forty fifth overall. Yep. He's a big fat Serbian man. <laughs> you know, we have uh, the other I the other guy who everybody hates now, and you know, uh, if you're he's not on your team, of course you're gonna hate him as Faku, who's you know five six and. 48 years old and just all these guys who everybody exactly in a rookie just these guys who everybody hates and are just the prime example of of you know um you know saying that they can't achieve it and yeah austin rivers of course is that you know um is that chip on the shoulder guy it's like you know you hear all these stories of like yeah his dad doesn't even like him it's so sad and it's like you know anytime he does anything good it's it makes me as a someone who has a chip on his shoulder throughout his whole life it's like oh it makes me feel good to see it in basketball um so yeah I'm, I'm into it, it it's funny no you, you talk about all those players and ironically jamal murray is like the only like high profile draft pick the nuggets have ever had yeah like, he's he's like, he was, he was like, in the 10th or 11th right maybe 12 13 somewhere yeah in there? I, so, 10th pick, I think I think. yeah 12 or 13 yeah. But um, yeah, something like that. But other than that, it's like this weird island of misfit toys that like it's just like uh, and and, and seven talk about seventh. Yeah, oh seventh. Oh, we're way off. Uh, the ego part of the team too. You know, like Austin Rivers is starting right now. Like there's yeah. there's a bunch of guards that were on the team, and Monte Morris has come out and said he wants to run the second unit. Uh, you mentioned Paul Millsap isn't playing as much. He is down for that. He says, you know, whatever yeah. the team needs. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's all about buying in too so it, it's just I hate when people are like heat culture or whatever but Nuggets yes. are actually like a weird uh, they do culture based team yeah Aaron, no, Aaron, the, Aaron Gordon sorry I didn't mean to no Aaron yeah. Gordon's awesome I've, I've really enjoyed watching them Joe obviously as a Cavs fan they're my priority every night 
and I'm watching, right? So yeah. I'll pick them. I'll watch them every game. And then, you know, once the game is over, I'll just, I'll see what's on. It's not too late. But, you know, MPJ has been such a joy to watch. Having had yes. him in fantasy, it would also very much help me get to the second round of the playoffs, knowing that yeah. he was going to put up his numbers. You know, he came through having COVID at the beginning of the season. So good for him, yeah. you know, for playing well. Another, you know. another dude who's has that, you know, real, like, nobody believes in me kind of thing. And, oh, yeah. You know, <clears throat> the Nuggets taking a real chance. It really is. This team is like, you know, they're just such a lovable, um, you know, exactly group of ragtags. and you know, all the regular cliches that you would, you would say, but it's cool. And though, you know, built, not bought kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it, it's really funny to see. And like, I, you know, even the guys we do buy Millsap and Gordon, you know, like okay. what are those? Those are hardly, hardly the top uh, sought after free agents or, or people that they're going after. And they're bought to do exactly one or two things, you know, and we keep them in theory, we keep them around. So um, yeah, and I'm you know what I'm cool. glad though. I'm glad that Millsap was able to shed that uh, that ridiculous contract. Look, he earned it from his play in Atlanta, but it was also horrible. I'm glad that he made it through the contract and then got a nice new. Uh, uh, I think it was a one year, ten million, so he'll be a free agent again. But I'm glad. I'm glad he got that deal. But okay, guys. So here's what it comes down to: five foot one Compazzo, who's barely taller than Muggsy Bogues. I think he's actually five ten in retrospect. <laughs> He's listed as 5'10". Listed as 5'10". is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a lie. I remember the Monte Morris news where he said he didn't want – he wanted to run the second unit. He's done a great job. Morris did such a great job that he and Jokic ran a two-man game with one touch for Gordon, two for Porter, and two for Rivers the entirety of overtime. Having watched it, that's about what I got. Porter's three that he took after the ridiculous pass was his only shot attempt Oof. of the last maybe 18, 19 minutes of the game. He did not touch the ball the entirety of overtime one, but yet maybe if this was last year and not this year, he might've been a little immature about that. He might've wanted his touches. He wouldn't have played D as hard, even in those moments though, probably would have had Grant and Millsap on the court instead. Regardless though, here we are. It's game six official predictions. Then we move to the cab side guys. No, we're going to start with you. Then Jacob. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Winner for Predict. tonight. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I do think that um, <clears throat> I do think that the Nuggets will win, um, and I think that will happen because we have the MVP, the MVP. The MVP um, waiting. He should. He should. It should be announced any day, though. But yes. Yeah, he is yeah. the MVP. I don't know why you have to put a qualification on it, Zach. Of course, well, we he's are the MVP. We know he is the MVP. We're, technic- yes, he's been my we're technically, of course, literally waiting. But um, yes. that is uh, correct. Yeah, I think that is why we would re- win, and that is the only reason. And also, MPJ will would hit um, two or three really, really clutch threes. Um, but I do actually, in all seriousness, think that and now I'm saying it out loud, which makes me nervous, and I haven't done it before. So Here yeah, go. let them know. Say it. Speak it. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Technically, I do. Technically, in theory, um, because you're asking me, and I have to give an answer to your question. Um, Great walk to. around here. <laughs> yeah, I think the Nuggets will win Game Six and move on to the next round. <laughs> All right, and uh, Jacob, what say you? Are you agreeing? I know you mentioned something about Game Seven earlier, but when you say the words Game Seven, your team's involved. You're, the, the people listening are probably getting their favorite blanket, putting it over their head, and jumping on the nearest bed and saying, "No, why did he say that?" What do you think? 
Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm going with the Nuggets too. I don't want to be a negative Nuggets Nancy over here. Nice. You know, Tatum's mother end. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm still waiting. Like you said, MPJ didn't take uh, some shots for a long time, and he does that in some quarters and halves almost you know he's kind of a little bit too much in the background so i'm thinking this is the mpj game uh i think they're gonna really try to overcompensate on Jokic more than they have they haven't really doubled at all but i think this is the game where they're trying they're gonna try to like maybe first force more turnovers with Jokic than than before so uh i i i think this is is gonna uh go in denver's favor i we yeah we brought up Baku a couple times. I still think he has a couple more clutch shots in him too. <laughs> uh, but even though it seems like Malone is just gonna go with whichever guard is hitting shots that night uh, to close out, which is probably the best strategy. But um, yeah, I'm thinking Nuggets again in like a very close kind of uh, grinded out game. Uh, I think the Nuggets will uh, sneak away with it. Yeah, and here's some stats that uh, definitely look good toward what you guys said. And here's my favorite stat I've ever seen. Faco has more blocks this series than both Porter and Gordon. So how about that for being <laughs> small? That's yeah. one. And two, no player on the Nuggets is averaging more than 2.2 turnovers through five games. The leaders are Jokic and Porter with 11. Morris, who handles the ball a lot, only has five. Faku nine. Rivers, only three. I mean, obviously, Porter makes a few mistakes. He's still learning. But Jokic, two turnovers a game when he has the ball for about 50% of the time he's on the court. I think he's huge. Three-point leaders, Rivers, 14 makes. Jokic, 13. Porter, 11. Then Marcus Howard with nine. When Barton comes back, not if, when. I do hope that Howard still gets a few minutes because, you know, he's still only 21. He had a wonderful career at Marquette. He's a guy that I love to watch play and to see him get minutes now has just been fantastic as a neutral fan enjoying the series, but I'm going to, I'm going to ride with both of you guys. Dame is averaging 36 and 10. He put up, he's the first player ever with 55 points, 10 threes, 10 assists. And, you know, I don't know what the attendance restrictions are in Portland for tonight. I don't know how many they're allowing, but whatever it is, I don't think it's going to be enough to give them the home court they need to win. I mean, some teams, I mean, the Knicks would have gotten swept if not for home court. Game two was all about that crowd getting behind them, right? And you've seen other teams throughout the postseason. I mean, the Sixers yeah. crowd definitely propelled them yesterday. It matters. I don't think they have that. Also doesn't help that there's not a single former Cav on the Portland roster to make me want to root for them. So uh, shout out JaVale McGee. Shout <laughs> out Denver Nuggets. Moving on to round two to face who the heck knows. I think yeah, Clippers. I think uh, Clippers is seven, but we're not. We don't talk Clippers here. We're just talking Cavs and Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got Zach on our side though, dude. And I, can I say uh, also too? It's so it's like so mind blowing to me that that Marcus Howard is like, yeah, I really want him to get playoff minutes. Like <laughs> the most of the season, he was like barely getting garbage time. And if he did, he was just like chucking up threes and not making them. And then all of a sudden he's playing a huge role. It's uh, you love to see it. <laughs> yep. And I think I actually know the secret of why he's playing. Don't tell Mello. Don't tell the coaches. Cause they might change this. Mm -hmm. Mello is double zero. Uh, Howard is double zero. You know, you got double O Mello, you got double O Marcus. I think that's the only reason he's playing. I think it's because they need the double zero attack leading the bench scoring. I think that's why. I hope I'm wrong, though. No, I, I, I think that's right. And and Mello had 15 in Denver, which is Jokic's number right now, too. So there's something going on with all these numbers. Yeah, there, there's definitely something. All right, guys. So a little bit on the Cavs side. 
We'll talk for a few more minutes and then we will say goodbye and go our separate ways and enjoy our evening. But, you know, this is across the Cavs. So overall thoughts, guys, on Colin Sexton and if the Cavs should trade him or just tell the media to, uh, you know, as Jack Black says in School of Rock, step off because it's getting ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a lot of those rumors, but I think they should probably – to hold it out and keep it i mean we were just talking about nuggets our favorite thing is like they grew up together you know like i i, I get like uh you know sex land maybe isn't working uh, as much as they want but they're still like a young duo that i think uh should should try to grind it out there um and it wasn't there like rumors that like other teams were kind of messing with the Cavs players that they weren't gonna try to get passes from Sexton. yeah it's, it's, it, was, it's was that sexton yeah, it was uh, – they're like, you know, Jetty Osman, they're not going to pass it to you. But then the retort is, why would you pass to Jetty Osman? I love Jetty Osman. I have no comment on that. But, yeah, I don't – it's it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Man. They, they, people just don't like the Cavs. I don't, I don't know why I don't get it, but people just like to hate the team once LeBron leaves. When he's there, like, oh, yeah, LeBron, I love LeBron. LeBron's, oh, the Cavs, who, who do they have? Do they still have Della Vidova? Did, did Barajos on the team again? What? Yeah, it's, they don't – People don't respect the Cavs. It's what it is, but I, I can't yeah. change that. Isn't just one Cavs fan in New Jersey, not in Cleveland, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't change my love of the team. 18 years now, and that doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me, but bothers. No, I love they got Jared Allen though. I will say that uh, I, I like Jared Allen a lot, and it seems like they kind of uh, snuck in that trade and kind of <laughs> just uh, pulled a quick one too, which I, I was kind of hoping the Nuggets would do. But yeah, they they were uh, obviously doing other stuff. But yeah, and uh, Noah, some thoughts on the Cavs right now, and if you would like to see us re-sign your old pal, he probably didn't like very much because he backed up Jokic, and no one wants to Jokic off the court. Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein, as I was actually. It's uh, Stein. Yeah, it is Stein. Stein. Yes, it is Stein. Um, um, I I've never had a problem with the Cavs. I've really I really like Colin Sexton. I thought he was a good pick um, when they got him. Um, and um, I really like um, it isn't uh, oh Jared Allen. I really like yep. Jared Allen um, with his big old hair. Um, <laughs> um, I think that. Um, what else does that city have besides the Browns? Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, every single one of those players is more appealing than, um, you know, Baker Mayfield. So uh, uh, to answer your question, I like the future for the Cavs a lot. Jared Allen, I think, is an extremely good player. And um, I think the Nets probably, I mean, you know, the Nets did what they did because they're, um, you know, a fake organization, but I think they probably felt pretty <laughs> terrible about um, trading him, you know, because oh, sure. he's, he's 23, which I did not know. I'm looking at, I'm pulled just turned right 23. Now. I believe his birthday was pretty recent. in April. Yeah. Holy shoot. Yeah. Holy shoot. He, um, April holy 21st. Shoot. Yes. Yeah. Golly. Um, we're old guys. We're old. We're so we're old. Very old. Yeah, it's yeah. really at, a bummer. Look at John Moran's age. And then like, you're too, yeah, you're at the age where you could, you're, you're a mentor for me. You're not even a friend. You can't be friends. You gotta be a mentor to John Moran. If you hung out with like, Hey, yeah, here's some pointers. Like I, no, yeah, he's 20. We could hang out at the, he's 22. Yeah. we could hang out at the Cherry Creek mall, Jacob and I and buy MPJ <laughs> beers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might want to, Marcus Howard just hit 21 or Hey, uh, actually they don't have any young rookies. All the nuggets rookies are old. 
Me, well, yeah, Oops. old. Yeah, I met, but MPJ when he was a, oh no, uh, I think Bull Bull is 20, so we could buy him some beer. There you go. Bull Bull, I wonder if he'll want some, uh, you know, some something imported from, uh, or, if he, or if he's cool with what they got in Denver, but. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's American. <laughs> he's just born in the That's Sudan. Right. That's right. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, family ties. His dad might have a favorite drink from his Ed, Regardless, guys, this has been <laughs> a lot of fun. I appreciate the Cavs inside. It was great to talk nuggets, and it was great to do a crossover within the Basketball Podcast Network, which, of course, is powered by DraftKings. Yeah, dude. Very fun. Excited to be a part of it. Thanks so much for having us. Let us know um, when we're in Denver, and uh, let us have a place to stay when we're wherever in New Jersey you are. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I will, we'll do, we'll do a house swap. I'll just, I'll just stay in Denver. You stay here. I'll, I'll eat the nuggets. You can eat the, the gas. They, they don't get the pump. Or the Wawa. The yeah. You go to Wawa and you don't pump your own gas, but there yeah, great. That's okay. <laughs> don't eat the gas. Don't do that. But, Sweet. Yeah. And, thanks for having us back. And yeah, JaVale McGee is definitely going to play some of the time tomorrow. <laughs> So I'm, I'm excited to see it. I really Absolutely. want it. So. Tip-off is in about 35 minutes. That'll give me just enough time to get this show uploaded. For Jacob Rupp and Noah Reynolds of the Chicken and the Nuggets podcast, go to Apple's, go to Apple Podcasts, type in Chicken and the Nuggets. Go to Spotify, type in Chicken and the Nuggets. Do not go to Google because you might find the dollar menu at McDonald's before you find the <laughs> podcast. So follow the right steps. Very possible. Get it. It is very possible. I mean, maybe maybe there'll be a McDonald's review someday because you run out of places. Probably not. But regardless, <laughs> yeah. for Jacob Rupp and Noah Reynolds, the Chicken and the Nuggets podcast, this has been Across the Cavs Times. Yes, crossover episode, Chicken and the Nuggets, back with your normally scheduled Cavs content later this week. We will see you again later. And make sure to enjoy all the former Cavs still in the playoffs. Shout out Campaign and Jay Crowder trying to knock out our old King LeBron tonight. That's it for today. See you next time.